Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. Timmy's here. Mock, Albie, you guys out there? I am here. What's up, guys? Oh. All right. Let's get going. Um, you guys know what time it is right now, actually? It's Thursday, 10.30 p.m. No, 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 no. It is dad pod time. Okay. We are finally here. Listeners have been asking for it for, I don't know, a year? Year and a half? A long time. This is, I think, our fourth iteration of dad pod and it is long overdue we got a good reason though because uh one of us is about to become a dad man dad pod part four that's crazy i'll be how are you feeling i am feeling good so yeah my wife is th- almost 38 weeks now so it can Whoa. happen almost any day yeah Wait, what? Uh, 38 weeks man oh my god all I all I hear on my right side, cause she sleeps on the the left side of the bed, so the right side of my my ear, is uh, just YouTube videos of women who had just given labor, or given birth, <laughs> and that's all she's watching right now. Like she's listening to their experiences, what they did after, all this kind of stuff. This is my life right now. That is hilarious. Is she sleeping okay? It's very restless sleep. It used to be like, you know, eight hours straight very easily for her. But now it's only a couple hours. She'll wake up to pee and a couple hours she gets too swollen or a couple hours Amelia kicks too hard and it wakes her up. Things like that. My coworker who's in the desk next to me is also 38 or so weeks. She's like due next week and uh, she seems miserable all the time. I don't know how women do it. And especially the last like month or so, it, it gets really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, um, I mean, Nas had a pretty good pregnancy. Like there hasn't been like crazy uh, nausea or sickness or anything like that. I would say that this last month is hardest uh, in terms of like she can't really move very well, right? Like it's hard to get in and out of bed. It's hard to get up. Just like driving your car and things like that. Things that you never really think about day to day is a lot more challenging for her now. And I'm I'm sure it's so challenging for you too, huh? I mean, by the time she gets home, I'm already in bed playing PS4. It's a... PS4? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what? Started up gaming, man. Wow. Are you on Twitch or what? No, I... Maybe. Maybe I should start streaming. Make some money off of it. All right. Well, I have like a few questions for you. Mock, jump in with any questions you have to. Um, you mentioned Amelia. That's the name of your baby girl. Where did it come from? Um, it. We really just came up with, I wanted A names, um, names that start with A's, and we can only come up with like two or three of them. And then Amelia was, <laughs> was the only one that did we you guys, Did you check the internet where there's like, thousands of a names (laughs) we did and then i would do like you know um most popular names in 1950 or 1975 like older names but we just want older names yeah we just didn't like any of them um the first one i actually proposed to her was aria because of game of thrones and things like that but the first for yeah first thing that popped into her head was the vegas hotel so i was like okay never mind we won't do aria i don't see the problem with it bringing Vegas to mind. I mean, I agree with that. It's just, it's not on me, right? I don't know. I was promised Alberta, so I'm going to call her Alberta. You were, it was a promise? I would love that. Just call her Alberta every <laughs> yeah, single time. I'm going to stick with Alberta. Sorry, Amelia, Al- Alberta's still an A name, so I'll stick with that. 
It's the greatest A Dame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I- I've been watching your Instagram stories. I know that you guys are preparing, going to all sorts of baby <laughs> classes. Yeah. What would, how would you say, uh, how ready do you think you are? You from one to 10, and how ready do you think Nah is? Myself, negative 10. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Uh, it's uh, zero to 10, not one to 10, right, Mock? Yeah. All right, zero, zero to 10. Zero to 10, I'm still a negative. And then <laughs> for her, zero to 10, she's much more prepared than I am. With that being said, though, we I've gotten a lot of feedback regarding like taking those classes and things like that. I would say it's more beneficial for first-time parents who are not sure what to expect. Um, I don't think they learn anything in that class and actually apply it in real life. It's more of just like a state of mind and comfort level. So like <clears throat> we took all-day classes of you know, baby CPR, um, wow. breast- breastfeeding, the birth process, like all this, wow. like five different classes. but. I mean, we, we took like a, so at the end of this very last class, um, the teacher, her name is Kim. So I'm like, you know, me and Kim, in the beginning of every class, we have to introduce ourselves. So I'm like, you know, me and Kim, we go way back. This is already our fifth class in like two weeks. We know <laughs> really well. And, you know, everyone's laughing and stuff like that. But everyone's like looking to us as the experts. So by the end of that fifth class, we had like a, like a competition, just like, you know, like, um buzzer in questionnaire thing and me and Nog got like almost every question wrong wow <laughs> it's <was> so hard <laughs> so funny it's pretty funny uh yeah those classes uh we went to one class which one it, um i think it was just like basic keeping your baby alive kind of thing like just uh, like everything it, it went everything start to finish it was like three hours long it was really really fast and we definitely did not take a lot out of it, but there were there were a couple couple key points. Um, I think going there, like you said, it's a state of mind where you get kind of used to the idea. You look at like a baby doll or something, and you put a swaddle on it for the first time. It's, there, there's a little bit to it. Yeah, that that very last class, I basically held this fake baby for the entire eight hours in my arms because she was like. You know, this is this is practice. So if you want to leave, you have to hand the baby over as if you're handing a real baby over to Na. So like we're protecting <laughs> the head, the neck, all that kind of stuff. And then I could go finally use the restroom. And then when I get back, I grab the baby again and I'm holding her. So literally like for eight hours off and on, it was just me holding this plastic baby, 10 pound I mean, baby. It's kind of silly because you, you put the baby down into yeah, right? the like... Like yeah. every every hour or so. Uh, also- I guess one of the one of the good things that I guess I could apply is um, like baby safety. So she showed us like what to do in in cases of like choking, how to set up the car seat, you know, things like that. Um, That's good. You know, crib like not to put anything in the crib because of SIDS, things like that. So a lot of that stuff like I didn't really I I heard of, but I didn't know in practice until the class. Yeah, did you read anything? Read any books or anything like that? So I started when Naga got pregnant. I started What to Expect When You're Expecting. Yeah. It's a, it's a female book, but I mean, I read like the first five chapters for her. But then after that, um, we stopped. I am listening to an audio book um, called Baby Wise. Oh, so it's a good one. Yeah, props to 
Chris Wan and Julie, I think they're the ones that recommend me, re- recommended me that book, and so I've been listening to it. Um, but other than that, nothing. Do you know the five S's? No. What's that? Oh, you, you need to go look up the five S's. You need Wait, to Mock, Mock, me. Mock, do you know uh, what that is? This is all very eye-opening to me. I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have the most kids on this podcast, but I didn't go through any of this stuff, obviously. Um, so we didn't have to think about breastfeeding or sure. uh, pregnancy or, or whatever. We just, we just <laughs> get a phone call and we go pick up the baby. So It's true. <laughs> true. Yeah, I, I don't know any of this stuff. What are the five S's to me and lightness? Uh, five S's is a, a theory or a, a way of calming and quieting babies when they're crying. There's okay. kind of a, a list of five things you can do, and I definitely cannot list all five, but Soon. one of them is... One of them is like shushing them, and it's a really loud shush, like in their ear, that kind of yeah. mimics the sound yeah, of what that uh, on video. It's kind of, of weird. what it sounds like inside, like the the belly. One of them is swaddling them like very tightly again, so that they feel like they're safe inside, you know, where inside the womb. Um, a third one is swaying them. I think it's like kind of rocking them back and forth really quickly. <laughs> and uh, fourth one, I think, is putting them on either their side or their stomach, which is really difficult because they're still a baby, and so they kind of have to be in your hand too. I I never figured out how to do that, but you can probably watch like a quick YouTube on that. And um, apparently, it, I mean, combinations of those will work. It, it's not like every single one of them is necessary or will oh, necessarily solve it. When you're holding the baby, you have the baby face down, you mean? For a short period of time. And yeah, it's like a combination. It. It's like holding it, holding it face down, like in your palm, and shushing it, and swaying it at the same time. Yeah, yeah do just, all five, man. <laughs> yeah, What's watch the, it. Do whatever one. works. What's the fifth one? Fifth oh, I, have no, I have no idea. Just soothing? Soothing is one? I mean, probably. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. The sleep? other thing. Sleeping? Yeah, I mean, the, the goal is to get them to sleep. The other cool thing that i saw was uh did you guys watch the per- the doctor on oprah that had like the different sounds of a baby crying and being able to recognize what they want no i did not i'm guessing mock didn't either no but i have no idea that one's pretty cool i didn't watch it until like well after zachary was kind of past that stage but it helps you like kind of wrecking oh well, it helps a little at the time still babies have like different cries for what they're looking for whether it is their really hungry or they're gassy or whatever else it is um and so if you just look up i I don't even know what it's called but it's something about um just recognizing the baby's cries it's like five four or five types of baby cries wow and i think that so the teacher also told us you know there's also tells before the crying starts because the crying Mm -hmm. is like you know like the last resort of this tiny baby who can't communicate to you so all he or she can do is cry but before that, there's certain things that um, he or she does, whether it's like facial expressions or moving their hand, move, hands, things like that. But I don't know. That means you have to be like on 24-7 watch. On, yeah. Maybe, which sounds impossible. Yeah, you're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, if you just do a search for Oprah baby five types of crying, it'll, it'll come up. I think you'll be on 24-7 watch like the first day. Yeah. Like you bring them home and like I I barely got any sleep that night. And when I did, I popped up like within 30 minutes just to look over at the crib next to me to make sure. Oh, yeah. Like Levi was still breathing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, these classes sound pretty interesting. I, 
if I had to do it over again, I kind of wish I took the class where you mentioned you had to hold like an eight pound or 10 pound baby for, for a while. And because I, before I had Levi and Shiloh, I refused to hold any other baby under like six months. Uh, yeah. Or like their me necks too. really, like when their necks are too wobbly, like that's, that's too much for me. Uh, but obviously with my own kids, I, I had to hold them before they were six months old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, and the first two weeks, it was so awkward for me. Like I could not, I didn't know how to keep my hand up without like really arching my shoulder up. So I was like lopsided holding <laughs> them up. But, um, yeah, Ophelia definitely made fun of me a lot for that. So let's, uh, before we dive into some of your, you guys' experience, let's give the audience a little background. So Mock, you have two kids. How old are they, their names? And uh, just, I guess just tell us one, one interesting fact about each of them. Yeah, yeah, they're, I have two kids. They're both at a very fun age right now. Levi, the older one, is two and a half. And he is a wild animal. Uh, <laughs> Shiloh, younger sister, is just turned one a couple months ago. So, well, I, I guess I should still be counting in months. So it, she's about 14 months. And she is really happy baby. It's, it's, it's a joy to be around her. Is she walking yet? Yeah, yeah. She's taking more steps every oh, day. Oh, gosh, uh, man. Yeah, it's, over. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> It's crazy. Like Ophelia just started part time last week, and it's. I get home and she's just like, you can see the exhaustion just on her face. Oh my gosh! Chasing both of them around. Way more tiring to be at home with the kids than to be working. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All I know is the the past couple times you came to my house with your kids, they were. uh, They did not seem to be in the the most fun stage for you. They're they're they have their moments, um, but I think I don't know how, what what has been I guess the most rewarding part of fatherhood for you so far, Timmy. Uh, well, so for me, Zachary is um is my son. He's about uh he's gonna be a year and nine months to tomorrow, um, yeah. and he's at also at a really fun age. He's just enjoys life a lot. He has a ton of fun. Unfortunately, that means he never wants to really go to sleep. So that's not the best, but um, he used to be a great sleeper. The most rewarding thing, I think, is um, I think just seeing him learn stuff. And it's, oh, yeah, for sure. And it's like you, it's things that you don't think about. You, you just kind of imagine babies as like, okay, they're babies, and then they start learning things, and then they're kids. But there are yeah. so many little things like every single day that they start doing, especially when they're, well, when they're really little, there's there's definitely going to be like, small milestones that you don't even think about. But yeah. then I think around this age, around the year, between a year and two years, it seems like, where they're just like picking up on everything and like learning all these different words and how to communicate with you and learning about their feelings and stuff. And that's that's a pretty cool part. Yeah, it's definitely amazing seeing all of their firsts, you know. Um, and now at this point when they're becoming more verbal, you know, around the year and a half age, you really got to watch what you're saying around them. So I think one time we slipped and we, I think I said crap or like, and oh my gosh or something. And then the next, he had a (laughs) birthday party like the next weekend and he was jumping in the trampoline and the whole time he was jumping in there, he just going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, it's, it's 
that's got that's the kind of thing like it's it's definitely a really fun age especially once they start talking more and really picking up on a lot of those language skills um but i think for me i think i was trying to explain this to i think i was talking to you albert earlier but uh like it it just goes by so fast so now like even the toughest times like even the even the days where like levi like won't want to go to sleep right and and it's a struggle he's like screaming he's crying i still it's frustrating in the moment maybe but i still like already miss it in a way if that makes sense like it's really hard to stay in the moment without feeling like i'm already missing it because i know you know in my in the back of my mind there's only so many times left that i'll be able to put him to sleep that you know i don't know it's kind of somber to think about but yeah Cue the musical interlude for you're going to miss this. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, what, one of my friends, um, I forgot who it was, but they, they, were, they said something really interesting. They're like, you know, you're going to have your baby and your kid, and then all of a sudden one day you're not going to be able to pick up your kid anymore. Or, or you're not uh, going to pick up your kid because like, either they won't let you or you're, they're too big for you. It'll just kind of happen suddenly. Uh, uh, so that's another thing that puts into perspective that, I should probably think about too when things are tough when Zachary's not sleeping. Yeah, yes, you never know when it's going to be the last time. It's true. So I I do want to bring up you know every every parent every mom and dad there's so many different parenting styles right and then different mindsets. So I really Mark I really appreciate how you come into it um, even though it's quote unquote frustrating at the time maybe um, you know the fact that you still have a positive mindset that's really you know, reassuring for me, who's about to become a dad. With that being said, though, can you guys speak on um, just the most frustrating experience? So I'll start with Timmy. Like, what in these? I guess one one year, nine months with Zach, Zach, Zach. What's been the most frustrating thing so far? Uh, it's definitely like trying to put him to sleep. Some of these past uh, couple months, um, where he's just. I don't know. He's just so full of energy, and and I can also see that he's tired at the same time, and he just won't go to sleep. And it's just like a, I don't know. It's it's it shouldn't be that frustrating because we could just keep him up and hang out with him, I guess, and play. But mm-hmm. I kind of want some time to myself. I kind of I know that he needs to get some sleep. So the day before um, kind of Christmas break, we were going to San Diego, and we had a flight out in the morning at like seven in the morning. So we had to wake up at five. And uh, Zachary just decided he didn't want to sleep till midnight. Um, and I was just like, man, this is going to be a terrible for our plane ride. It's going to be awful when he gets there with the time change. I'm going to be tired. He's going to be tired. It was so, so frustrating. Um, but actually kind of worked out pretty well because he just napped on the plane more than he, norm- than he normally would. So obviously, like sleep schedules and eating schedules, nap schedules, there's an ideal state, right? This is what we want. And then there's there's reality because each day is different but can you speak on i guess your ideal when do you get home from work and then what's what's your ideal you know schedule from that point with zachary uh for me it's getting home around 5 30 or so getting some a quick dinner ready so that we can eat it uh hopefully something that he enjoys like um like pasta or rice or um Carbs, fried, nice. you know yeah delicious foods <laughs> um and then just him playing happily for a couple hours and then getting ready for bed together and him just getting so tired that he passes out at around eight so that I can uh, watch some Netflix and record podcasts. 
That's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. All right, Mark, I'll flip it to you. I guess what's been the most frustrating things with um, Shiloh and Levi? And then I guess, can you speak through your, your schedule? Yes, yeah, Shiloh has been, I mean, they've both been relatively easy, I'd say. Like the biggest things you worry about are if do they eat well and do they sleep well? And they both do both ex- exceptionally well, probably too well. Uh, <laughs> Shiloh, the most frustrating thing, she started like screaming uh, recently, and it doesn't really matter where. And uh, so, I guess the most frustrating part is when it's in the middle of a restaurant and (laughs) she just starts like these really high pitched screams. And you look around, and like people try to, you know, look once and then look away, but it's clearly like every single person in the restaurant can hear her screaming. Uh, normally she's just hungry or tired, but when we're sitting in the restaurant, we just ordered, like, there's nothing we can really do. And we bring our snacks and try to, you know, calm her down, but, uh, it's not too bad with, with Levi, he's at the age where he knows right from wrong for the most part, but he's also super, super headstrong. Like he's, he's pretty defiant. He's pretty stubborn. Uh, and he'll just like, look you straight in the eye when he's, like doing something wrong <laughs> like he'll like at the dinner table probably the most frustrating thing is he'll if he doesn't want to eat something like his vegetables he'll just start throwing it everywhere and then we'll be like no don't don't do that and we we try to be calm when we say that too just because uh we don't want to get worked up and we yeah. want to like i said a good example so we're like please don't do that levi you know you shouldn't do that and then so now what we do is we we Try to be calm. If he keeps doing it, then we put him in timeout. But there's, I mean, we look around and there's literally food like everywhere, like window blinds behind them on the floor on Shipley the dog. And uh, so what we started doing is we'll uh, we probably shouldn't do this for too long, but we, we start telling him like, if you keep doing this, the ants will come. So is that a point now where he probably has a pretty severe phobia of ants already <laughs> uh, so we should probably stop doing that but but, but it but really he, works it, but then he has a love for the vacuum to, to yeah i was gonna say you it, just hand that guy a vacuum and he's all set the vacuum helps with the ants but uh we've we've also extended the ants lie uh i guess a, a little white lie to brushing his teeth as well and staying oh, in bed oh. <laughs> so it it all culminate, culminates to a pretty big lie for ants. Wow, this kid is going to hate ants when he grows up. Yeah, so hopefully he's not scarred. Yeah, don't let him play Sim Ant when he gets older. <laughs> he used to love that game. Get him an ant farm. Yeah. So uh, I know you guys probably have a couple more questions for me as I'm the naive father-to-be, but let me shout out Derek Shaw real quick. He himself oh, has uh, one baby and number Jackson. two. Yeah, number two on the way. Um, Yikes. I think uh, the, the second baby girl is going to be April. So she, he'll have two under two, which is like crazy, Ooh. right? Yeah. Um, I think, Mark, you experienced the same thing. But reach out to him if you want a free home life or auto insurance quote today. That's 214-729-6462. I think I mentioned in a previous podcast that I reached out to him and got my life insurance all coordinated and set up and uh, i'm about to pay my first premium it's going to be a 30-year term million dollar policy wow yeah these shows all up and i already know that two people have uh, signed up with him since i mentioned that so nice. um, wow 
Yeah, props to Derek Shaw. That's 214-729-6462. If you mention Six Pennies Podcast, he's also going to give you a discount on that as well. Man, I just remember uh, at one of our friend's weddings, um, probably th- maybe three months before Zachary was born. I guess that's maybe five or six months before his baby was born. And uh, we had a couple drinks and we're just bonding over our, our uh, future future uh, parenthood. So give the shot a shout. All right, Albie, I got like two more questions for you. I don't know if Mock has any, but uh, one is um, what is some of the cool stuff that you've gotten from your registry so far? From our registry, um, I don't honestly, I don't really remember much. Um, I'll be I'll be completely honest with you guys. We return the majority of the stuff that we got in the registry. Nice, um, nice. And we just use that to buy things that we actually need, like a lot of diapers and wipes and things like that. But we we do have the nursery all set up, the cribs there, the we have like a one of those electric swings for her. Yep. We have a pack and play in our room so we can change her. Yes. Um we have a, a glider that Na found a really good deal at Target. So we have we have basically everything. I'm excited to use like the electronics. So we have like a Nest Cam. We Ooh, have nice. um, the the hatch changing table thing. I don't know if you guys heard of that, but nope. it's it's this plastic thing where um, it also measures the weight of the baby. So we having that on our phones in our yeah on an app on our phone. So we're excited about that. But I don't know. At, at this point, all of it could just be wasteful, right? We just don't know. Each kid is different. Um, we hope she's gonna take to them, but we'll yeah. see. Hey, there was this. Uh, at the first few weeks, it's very important to like keep track of when they're you know how long they're sleeping, how often they're you know. Um, they're feeding and if if mom is breastfeeding or pumping you can't like keep track of everything it's like every couple hours yeah um we uh bought this app called sprout um sprout baby or something and it was really good for keeping track of stuff like i was really um hesitant about spending five dollars on an itunes app which i've (laughs) never done but it was probably the best five dollars ever ever spent because you can like sync up to both phones or multiple phones so like I knew what was going on. Jaren knew what was going on. If I was at work, I could tell what was happening too. So how sure. long? How long did you use Sprout for? Several months, at least. That's pretty I good. Mean, cause, yeah, because we were doing formula too, so it was also yeah. important for us to figure out how much. Where is she going to sleep? Ideally, and so right now the the struggle is. I'm telling now that we need to set high goals, um, and if we can meet them, awesome. If not, at least they're high, and we can push back a little stuff, but. For sleep training, we do want to do it as early as possible. So I think, um, so we're going to try to breastfeed. So I think we're going to keep Amelia in our in our own room for, I guess, a couple months. After that, we'll see if she can take to her nursery. So to answer your yeah. question, she's going to sleep with, uh, like, in a bassinet in our room. Okay. Okay, yeah, because you mentioned her own room. As, I was just curious. Does she have a lot of clothes already, too? Uh, not like a a lot of like outside clothes. It's all like onesies and yeah, that's all she needs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. more importantly, is it is it like Marie Kondo folded? Yep, it is. <laughs> yes, it okay. is. Funny thing, man, I had no idea what Marie Kondo is when you guys were talking about it a few weeks ago, and yeah. I completely Marie Kondoed our our bedroom. <laughs> Change our, our life. Closet, our bedroom, her closet, her her dresser, everything is like folded and tidied up 
So Man, that's so. awesome. We have still taken no action on that, but uh, <laughs> you'll probably see once you start, once you have a kid, you'll have no time for that kind of stuff. It's true. Uh, my my last question is: um, Do you expect that you will? Uh, so, for those of you that don't know, Al- Albie does not sleep a lot normally. He mm-hmm. sleeps what, like five hours a night on average. Um, it's not even like straight either. Do you expect that you will be more tired um, or tired at all with the baby, or do you think it'll just be normal for you? So I I fully fully expect to be tired. I don't think there's any way I can get around that. But uh, as I alluded to earlier, I just want to be in a good positive mindset, right? So if I if I uh, am positive about waking up at certain hours, because right now, yes, I don't sleep. You're correct. I. I fall asleep at like 3 a.m. and then I'll wake up at like 6 for no reason. And I've been doing that since like middle school. Like I never took naps and stuff like that during school. Either. But are you still alive? <laughs> incredible. Um, Albie has experienced so much more in life. Seriously. <laughs> especially the, especially compared to Mock. The night, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the nighttime. What am uh, I missing out on here? <laughs> Dark, darkness <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the difference is right like even though i'm waking up and falling asleep it's really still on my time my call but i, yeah. I understand that fully that once amelia here like my own schedule is thrown out the window it's it's all going to be about her which i'm excited about like i want to see what that experience is and i want to see how um we react to it. I, I think it's a really exciting opportunity as well for like our marriage to see how we evolve and how we grow in that way too. So I don't know. I'm happy. Oh, I'm, yeah, for sure. I'm wondering how excited you'll be in about four or five <laughs> weeks. So we'll yeah. have to see. I mean, it'll probably be me and Mock recording the podcast and uh, you not having time, <laughs> I guess related to that. Um, do you, do you guys have a plan for like how you'll handle like wake ups and stuff? I mean, I think, I think you mentioned now like sleeping more, yeah, like, are you guys gonna kind of take turns with stuff, or is it just whoever wakes up? Because if if that's the case, you're you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I think in the early stages when we try to breastfeed, knock on wood, and it works out, um, I think I'm gonna try to get up with her, and it's more of a support thing and more of helping out. Because I mean, I, I obviously am not doing anything at that point after yep. the breastfeeding or after those like crazy first few weeks. I see myself really taking over the night shifts, so it would be me. Yeah, and I mean, I have I have more a uh, more flexible job as well, and so uh, once she gets back to work, like she's gonna be really stressed at work. So I don't want her to feel that stress when she gets home. So she's not planning on taking her full eight months or whatever of maternity leave. No, not eight. She's gonna do three and a half, but oh, we'll see. I'll, I'll try to convince Wait, her because I up to eight. So she gets like just six weeks of maternity leave, and then after uh, that, page, yeah, yeah, after that she gets, uh, I don't know, like another eight weeks of short-term disability fully paid, yeah. and then fully after, paid, yeah, and then after that is another like five months of seventy-five percent paid. Dude, unbelievable. Yeah, it it's is. Normally, I mean, the federal one is only like fifty-five percent, and it's only for like twelve weeks. Yeah, this is a hundred for additional eight, and then seventy-five for additional five months. Dude, that is uh, incredible. I might I consider really... becoming a surrogate for that kind of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, yeah, that's that's really good. I mean, she, maybe she'll change her mind after after a month or something. 
I know. I, I hope so. Because I really want her to stay home. I think it's like a combination of everything, right? It's her not having to work, not having to, you know, focus on something else. I guess that might be a good thing. But also, secondly, like, it's the only time where she can spend the first eight months with Amelia, right? So yeah. yep. um, it's it's a little bit of both. Obviously, um, you know, not having double income, it hurts. But at 75%, it's not going to be a huge adjustment. What is yep. her reason? Like, is it a little bit of guilt or? Yeah, so she's very loyal to her work and to the people she works with. So she feels that if she were to take advantage of that time, she wouldn't be fired, but she would be like blacklisted by everyone. And so because her office is pretty small, I think there's only like 10 people in that particular office. Everyone is very collaborative. Everything mm. is joint effort and so if she's like if i'm out of the loop for eight months i feel like you know i'll i'll just stay out of the loop if if she were to come back i don't know i'm trying to i'm trying to for, um, encourage her to you know take the entire time off yeah 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 i was just gonna say real quick for the night shifts what we did uh obviously we didn't breastfeed but uh because we didn't breastfeed either of us could wake up at night to to feed the babies so I think what we ended up doing is uh, kind of a schedule. So I think I would take like the weekends, like Thursday through Sunday, and she would take the the rest of the week um, for the most part. Uh, half the time I couldn't wake up or I didn't hear them and she would have to wake me up anyway. Uh, but maybe that's a good start. Yeah, it's, also it's really crazy for me to to fathom how you're waking up at night for kids because you are <laughs> so far to wake up. It's tough. Uh, I, I've also heard of people who have done a schedule that's slightly different where it's anything before a certain uh, time. Time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it'd be like anything before 3 a.m., for example, would be one person. Everything after would be the other person. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's too many borderline calls. Like, what if it's every oh, yeah. day at like two forty-five? Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, sure. but there would have to be a negotiated, agreed upon time. And I mean, it, it helps to have some uninterrupted sleep, though, at least for a, a short period. I think that's also more when when both parents are going back to work pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think because of just my sleeping style, anyways, uh, I'm a lot more flexible. If I had to wake up, if I had to get up, so. Um, I think I know this is ideal state, but I think initially it's gonna me gonna be me as like uh, the first you know line of defense, and then if I'm not up to it, then it'll be her. Um, so Timmy, earlier you mentioned this you know this five S method. Have you heard of the easy method, the easy no. theory? So I just learned this a couple nights ago, and I do want to shout out Carol Liang. We're really close on Instagram, and just because where similar life stages, she just had her baby as well. But um, easy stands for, E is for eat. So this is from the baby's perspective. So eat activity. So after eating, you don't let the baby sleep right away. There's like a activity really, really quickly. Um, and then sleep. So E-A-S, eat activity, sleep. And then Y is your time. So the parent's time. They, they do whatever they want while the baby's asleep. <laughs> That's pretty funny. There's there's no why on that. The <laughs> the you time is uh it's it's cleaning the like all the bottles or what all the pumps and whatever you're using there and uh frantically preparing food and doing whatever you need to do before the baby starts crying. 
Because I guess you can call that you time. You, wait, yeah. Albert, do you currently, you guys, you currently used your dishwasher? We we did for a while, but it's it's uh it's not working currently, so I I need to get uh, it fixed. Oh, for sure. Well, you, got, like, you got yeah, no we, time we, for that. Yeah, we're actually one of the. I mean, Timmy knows this, but we're actually one of the few Asian families that use it. Uh, <laughs> instead of I just did not like growing up. That. Yeah. Yeah. I I did not know that, but um, and, uh, but you're... we we started we started in this new house. Growing up, we did not do that for sure. Okay. Yeah. Are you gonna have any time um, the next? I don't know how much time, but do you have any time to go to Tasty Tales? Tasty Tales, yes, we do. Wow, what a great segue. Uh, Tasty Tales, Michelle V. Uh, thank you so much for being our sponsor. Um, she did want us to mention their lunch menu. Uh, they've had lunch now for a few months, um, but they want to get the notoriety out there. So the lunch menu is Monday to Friday from 11.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. There's stuffed po'boys, fried baskets, salads. On top of lunch menus, obviously, there's uh, Thirsty Thursdays. There's a Sunday for football, things like that. So come out for Tasty Tales. Timmy, you haven't gone yet. Mock, you have. What did you think about your first experience? It was amazing, and I might have to stop by there again next time, maybe next weekend when I'm out there. Yes, yes. And uh, we have a couple other you know, exciting announcements related to Six Pennies Podcast. So we have uh, Farmers and Tasty as our you know, sponsors, and they've been our sponsors now for a long time. But we are signing a couple new other sponsors coming up, so be on the lookout for that. Um, you know, that, that means there's going to be a lot of opportunities for promotions for discounts things like that for whatever you guys may have and then we have a really really big giveaway coming up in february i think our last giveaway was airpods and it was a huge hit i think it's not only a huge hit for six pennies but a huge hit for apple right it's like the most successful product of all time i think outside of the original ipod dang Um, wow Man, if Apple, if you're listening to this on, on your podcast app. <laughs> feel free to um, sponsor us. Feel free. Yeah, feel free. So that, that was our last giveaway. This one is going to be bigger and better than that. So be on the lookout for that. That's some of the things coming down the pipeline for Six Pennies. All right. Awesome. Well, Albie, keep us posted. Ho- we're hoping for good things for you guys. Uh, let us know how it goes. If you guys have any comments, any suggestions for Albie, please post them on Facebook. Give us a like, um, leave us some comments, review us on iTunes, and thanks for listening as always. Oh, I do have one thing, one thing left oh. I wanted to point out. Um, so me and some of the guys, some of the guys that I play basketball with here in Dallas, we have this like friendly competition about um, just being a dad and how quickly you can get away from the house. So I do want to shout out uh, my friend Billy Wynn. He just had his baby boy, Jordan, and he was able to play basketball uh, about eight days after, so <laughs> props to him. But then Roger Lynn, the champion, Roger Lynn just recently had his fourth kid, number four. Wow. Um, he played basketball literally two days after. So right now, <laughs> Roger set the standard, and I'm going to see if I could beat that once Amelia comes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of a better way to end it. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. <laughs>